0: Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. In this episode, we're talking about summer tech and how to balance screen time with getting outdoors. Yeah, it's the summer.
1: Uh, school's not out for everyone. School's out for college students, so Woo-hoo! crack open a cold one. Uh, that note to everyone, that is not actually a beer. It is simply a sparkling coconut. So yeah, Gabe, no tell us about worry. this new
0: beverage you're into. Oh,
1: wow. That looks good. That's going to be some good ASMR right there, I can tell you. Oh, yeah.
0: Really, really uh, hitting the audience.
1: No, but yeah. They're just trying to set them in the mood for, you know, it's summer.
0: It's so. summer. The sun's out. It's warm finally. I know I was getting cold in Ithaca. Feels great to be home. Gabe, you're yeah. home too now. I am home. I, well, home is where the heart is actually, in so. Well, my heart is home.
1: Yeah, I'm like Davy Jones uh, in pirates and my home's in this my heart heart's in this little uh box of jar of dirt or whatever. You know that so All right. I can well, never be home. Uh,
0: the summertime doesn't mean that technology stops. It's still in, in full swing and we have uh some yeah. some good quick news to dive into
1: Okay, we can go right into that and you just wow, I've you still this is very aggressive. I can see you're coming for the golden shopping cart already. I'm gunning for it. You're cause quick news is clearly my thing to introduce, but oh, you're yeah. just like, because 'cause we've been getting this segment. Quick news, quick news, quick news, so. quick news. Oh my gosh. This is this is it's actually kind of desperate, Setson. <laughs> so I don't think I think you're hurting yourself. Game. Uh, but I don't need you putting uh, I, me down I won't, this whole episode just I to won't defend your it. shopping cart. We're not going to decide it this fast uh, that I already won, but let's just say that I'm already out in front by a g- couple horse lengths.
0: Well, I, I mean, you basically won before the episode even started, whipping out yeah. the cam.
1: I know, the Tascam uh, recorder's far superior than the Zoom one that you have. Uh, not really, but it, it is, I, I, I have been pro Cam for a while, It's uh, true. but they both are really good options for if you're looking to, to record some good audio on the go. But anyways, now this totally original idea that no one else brought up earlier in the episode, <laughs> let's get to quick news. Quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news. All right. Uh, first thing in quick news is that Fujifilm finally debated their long-awaited medium format camera. Yes. Now, for those who don't know what medium format is, basically this is a size above of uh, your regular 35 millimeter full frame sensor. So imagine that and now imagine even a bigger sensor. It's bigger. Yeah, so this is around $10,000, so not cheap, oh, but it's 102 is, is megapixels. How many megapixels? 102, yeah. What? And it, it's 16-bit color. That's So, I mean, if you, if you price it out per megapixel, like that's what, uh, 100 megapixels, let's say $10,000, that's like $10 a megapixel? Something like that. Might be or more. 100, 100, no, $100, $100, $100 a megapixel. megapixel. So that's not that bad when you think about it, I guess. That seems pretty
0: bad to me. That's Yeah, <laughs> that's seems pretty, pretty expensive
1: bad. still. No, because I paid I paid uh, $3,000 for my 12 megapixel A7S2. Yeah, that's a lot. I paid like $2,000 for my 20 megapixel. So that's right there, also 100. Oh, okay. dollars a megapixel. Uh, have we just like cracked the code on camera Pro pricing. cameras? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh not really. Anyways, the other really cool thing about this is it does shoot 10-bit 4.420 4K within the camera. Uh but most people who are going to be getting this camera aren't going to be getting it for uh videography. They're going to be getting it for photography, but still it uses the full width of the sensor when it's shooting 4K. So you're actually getting this huge sensor uh that's using the full width of it and is, you know, shooting good 4K video. Does does this make everything just
0: like super wide?
1: Yeah, you get everything is super wide. You get tons of bokeh. And obviously, it's very good at low light because it's, you know, each pixel, even though it's a hundred megapixel sensor, uh, you're getting, you know, each pixel spread out like a lot more.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, that's not really useful to anyone probably listening to this podcast. I doubt most people are going to have any use or have enough money to ju- like
0: to buy this. but Yeah, you should just jump ship, sell everything yeah. you have right now, sell your car, sell your kids' cars, stop paying for college. Yeah, people, like, you're like, I may be
1: homeless, uh, but at least I have this 102 megapixel medium format But camera. at
0: least I can take amazingly sharp pictures with yeah, great of, color. Yeah, of,
1: of my nothing that I have in my life. But anyways, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, another thing in camera news is that sj cam which is known for making quick uh like very cheap action cams uh they released this camera it's, it's not really notable it's called the uh, sj9 max action cam uh yeah compares pretty, pretty decently to the dji uh osmo action and the gopro hero 7 but i would not recommend it for most people unless you really are because i think it's only 200 dollars or something like that so it's definitely cheaper but the thing is that, and I predicted this, go back, maybe, I don't know, or not, I'm not going to bother editing in. But if you listen to this podcast routinely, and Stetson, hopefully you don't listen to this routinely, but you at least remember when I predicted uh, that wireless charging would be coming to action cameras. And here it is. And here it is, wireless charging. Yeah. I think it's a genius thing because what's the problem with action cameras? Well don't actually I shouldn't ask you that because you're going to say everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh well, they're kind of small. They the wide angle is too big. Right, we get a fish right, eye. Right, that's enough. That's enough there. <laughs> Mr. Mr. anti action camera. Um no, the the big
0: thing is that, you know, they have to be waterproof, uh most importantly. Uh, so that's so, what that's what this wireless charging is doing then. Exactly. It's, it's making the camera sealed and fully waterproof yeah why
1: do you need ports to charge it you don't just make it wireless and then seal up every port and you're good so, so. my question how do you get data off of this action cam uh, I, mean, I mean my guess is that it probably has a micro sd slot in where the battery is okay because that's that's what both the osmo action and the gopro have that could work so would, they, uh, they still so they still have a port and a door but like it's one less thing So they can like really focus everything on that as opposed to that. It's also great. Yeah. I just think it's easier because you can go right from using it to set it down on and then keep going. Yeah. I mean, how, how does that impact charging time? Like how long does it take to charge this this battery? Uh, It will probably be slower, my guess, right? They haven't gotten wireless charging quite to the point where it can match even
0: non-slow charging. Yeah. I guess Um, what I would probably do is then move the charging outside of the camera body itself so have it where you can get a charging dock like with drones. You have a charging dock for all your batteries, and then just pop battery in the go in the action cam, and then you'll be able to use it. It's waterproof, and then you can charge it much quicker with that charging base station.
1: I, I guess I can see that, but it, it still is just one extra step. Um, yeah, it's I don't cool. know. I think it's pre- I think it's pretty cool. Wireless charging is obviously the way of the future. Um, we're gonna. S- radiate even more stuff around yeah how many how many radio waves can we get floating through one room at a time every frequency is going to be taken up we're just going to be like walking through like concrete of radio waves like eating our body apart yeah anyways enough of that uh let's get on to the next thing in quick news quick news quick news i'm going to take this one it is apple love apple they recently they say they say that uh, iphone a day keeps the doctor away right i i think it's actually an apple a day keeps oh. the doctor away oh wow well i am well, Gabe, what have you debt. been eating <laughs> i am in a lot of debt and also yeah oh my gosh <laughs> my that explains all the acid reflux i've been having
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awful uh well uh, you can definitely get that taken care of and okay I'll apple in the meantime has pushed out their new macbook pros this is a refresh to their pro computers and it includes the new eighth and ninth generation Intel Core processors. This is the first time we're getting an eight-core processor on the MacBook Pro for two times the performance over the previous generation quad-core processors.
1: Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. That's it's that, I mean, awesome. that's
0: basically the update. New processors. The,
1: uh, the thing is, they did have a sixth core, a six-core processor in the last generation. I know. And yeah, now these are... Um, eight core. Eight core. So that's... The thing I wonder is how much overheating are we going to see? Because I know that was a big issue already with the six core last generation. Uh, and that was only six months ago.
0: That has been a so- regular problem for Apple too, right? Like basically the computers will overheat and then it uses thermal throttling. And that actually reduces the performance of this brand new computer you just spent all your money on.
1: Yeah, I think with the last one they found that... It reduced the performance so much that it was performing less than the uh, quad core processor version.
0: I would definitely be interested to see that. And are they still having the keyboard issues? Uh, I think they've somewhat fixed it.
1: They kind of I think they put some membrane or something underneath it. And they the, the issue they're having now more is the um, connector between the the keyboard part of the like the body part of the laptop and the screen. Uh, they made like too thin and flimsy, and so it was breaking on a lot of computers. Uh, so I, that's one reason. When I heard that, I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm getting Apple Care for sure." I mean, it's pretty much a no brainer, anyways, with any Apple product. Uh, yeah, but absolutely. But I was like, definitely get it with this. You know, a computer that's over twenty five hundred makes sense to pay three hundred dollars in Apple Care.
0: Um, it it really and, you know, saves because a lot. right
1: at right at right at two and a half years, I just accidentally. Oh,
0: how somehow it just everything failed all at once. Right, what, and then what, you'd be so glad you have that Apple Care. Yeah. As someone who's worked in the computer repair shop on campus, I can say Apple Care is a huge. Like, it's always great when we're servicing clients with Apple Care. The cost of the repair is so much lower, and uh, it's just, it's definitely worthwhile. A worthwhile. Was it, a, was it a relief whenever someone said they had Apple Care
1: because you knew you wouldn't have to like. Tell them, well, yeah, now you owe us two thousand dollars. Yeah, oh yeah. Basically you're a
0: buying a brand new computer, but you're replacing the components of your old 2014 MacBook Pro. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Ouch. Oh.
1: Indeed, yeah. So that's that's really cool. They also have um that WWDC
0: is scheduled for June third. Uh yeah. I'm that's excited really awesome. for that. This is Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference where they basically bring together All of the app developers and programmers uh, building applications and features for Apple's iOS, macOS, and watchOS systems. Yeah, it's
1: kind of like Google I.O., which we just talked about. Yeah,
0: and it brings everyone together. They announce typically the preview of what's coming for iOS, macOS, and watchOS. The new features, what the new operating system is going to look like, the new name Always love seeing that. Yeah. Do we have? Are they going to stick? Right now, they're with uh, California National Parks, right? I think they're going to continue that bandwagon. Apple's quote-unquote crack marketing team is going to continue pursuing those ideas. I do think we have any predictions. I I do not know Death the Valley California area at all. Joshua Tree, <laughs>
1: Sequoia. Do
0: I they could, have a Sequoia yet? I don't think they have a Sequoia. That could that could be that could work. Sequoia or it always sounds yeah, I weird. Know. Sequoia. because it was Mavericks, Yosemite, El Capitan, and now Mojave. Uh, yes, yeah. So, I, I mean, what else? What else would they do? Planets? I, I maybe. Honestly, don't know. Types of plants. <laughs> switch, switch. They did cats. So they went from yeah. cats to parks. I well, really
1: maverick. Mavericks was or Maverick was, uh, kind of a. Just a one-off type thing, I think so. It, it it was it was a maverick actually. That's what it was. That was the a good, maverick. Good operating system. Conform.
0: I like oh, so. I like Android's naming system too. Yeah, the, the desserts. Yeah, going through the alphabet for desserts. Yeah. Um. Well, what are they gonna do when they get to Z though? Yeah, well, they've still got a few years to figure that out. So we'll just wait and see. <laughs> They're on
1: uh, Q now or P O P. Yeah, Q. So I that's a tough Q. one. That's a tough yeah. one for dessert. It's a quagmire. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so we'll see what Apple does at WWDC. We'll probably have a special podcast for that, or maybe we'll just dedicate our, our weekly I'll be, one. I'll per, be home by June 3rd. Yeah, that's coming up really soon. Yeah. Do you think we'll see any new hardware at this event? Uh, we usually don't, and so I doubt we'll see anything I'm, there.
0: I'm actually predicting we're going to see news uh, or updates surrounding the new Mac Pro we might see that i was just thinking that kind of too because
1: we they did announce last year that that was going to be coming out in february uh and then they pushed it back so we haven't heard about that yet and they could either release it then or i could
0: see them announcing it or putting something out you know maybe end of june and i mean remember when the 2013 mac pro was announced it was first previewed at wwdc in its glorious trash can form at all and um, that was previewed and then released in the fall. So I'm thinking and honestly quite hoping they're going to do something similar this time. And I think that would be really exciting. I know there's a pro audience really looking for a new pro desktop from Apple. So you included? or This is me included. I, I really, really want to see them uh, announce or preview something and uh, you know see what's up because... Microsoft is putting out really great desktop hardware. A lot of companies, you can obviously build a PC with really great specs and performance at a reasonable price. And I just, I want that desktop power in a Mac operating system. And what are
1: we going to, what are we thinking for form factor? What's the prediction here?
0: You know, because <laughs> I for think people who don't know the current uh,
1: MacBook, uh, or not MacBook Pro, it's so Mac, Pro. Mac Pro. Looks, excuse basically you. Basically like a trash can. And you know it's round, cylindrical, and all black. It, I think it looks pretty cool. It's definitely been memed, to, memed to death. The
0: the problem with it was it had a lot of thermal issues because it was so small. And uh, the way the cooling system was designed, is it had one fan and a central cooling unit, and yeah. that really it sucked all the air through. Didn't it? Theory. Didn't dissipate the heat well enough? It would overheat, and then there were certain components that would fail. I think specifically the graphics card and the way they were manufactured everything was soldered on to the main logic board basically so if you had any kind that's of problem that's how you got to do it that's they, they just had to replace uh huge components on that computer so i think for form factor i've seen some leaks and some rumors i want to say we're looking at a stack of mac minis that's what i'm thinking.
1: That could be interesting. Do you think thinner than a Mac Mini? I mean,
0: like, not as wide as a Mac Mini, so taller but narrower? If if they do something that's similar enough to the Mac Mini form factor, I could see them reusing manufacturing processes that they're already using for the Mac Mini. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same sort of uh, width and length dimensions and then possibly have different units that are different heights.
1: That could be interesting, for sure. But we'll have to wait and see. And yeah, stay tuned uh, to the podcast, or probably there's other ways to get the news faster. But we won't ever tell you about them. That's right. So this, this podcast is, this is, is it. the fastest way. Uh, but anyways, moving on because this is quick news. Quick news. Quick news. Quick news. The next thing that we have uh, we're going to talk about is that Huawei. Uh, if you don't know about them, well, you're going to know about them, and because we're going to maybe you, about you won't them. know about them because they might disappear. Or oh yeah, that's a good point. Be less relevant. But anyways, starting off, we're gonna start a long ways away from technology in this story. Is the U.S.
0: ongoing trade war with China? Well, Gabe, okay. what could that possibly have to do with Huawei and and technology and news?
1: Wow, Stetson, what a what a aptly asked question uh, that <laughs> just
0: uh, just helps me lead into where I was
1: gonna go. It's like it was unplanned, but yet somehow planned in a way. Anyways, yeah, there's this ongoing trade war with China. Uh, No matter where you sit on that politically, what that is doing is basically, you know, the United States has had this long belief that China's stealing a lot of our technology secrets and patents and stuff like that, and then making cheap knockoffs. And it's pretty true, and China's basically admitted it. Uh, So, yeah, you know, the United States has been raising tariffs on China. China's been doing the same in return. And after this most recent round of of tit-for-tat tariffs, uh, that's a good tongue twister, tit-for-tat tariffs. Anyways, uh, Donald Trump announced that they're going to be blacklisting, the United States will be blacklisting the company Huawei, which is a Chinese company that has long had ties to the government in China and many people think has been sending uh, or giving at least the Chinese government a backdoor to everyone's information that uses their phones uh, or any chip that they make and stuff like that.
0: That's definitely kind of a scary prospect or, or anything to think about too. Like having a foreign country have a backdoor to millions of consumer products. Um, that would
1: definitely And not make me not feel just uneasy. consumer too, because they make they're a big company in this new push for 5G. So with that, you know, if they make the five G um, you know, uh, antennas and stuff like that, like they can be grabbing, that are part of that. Yeah. They could be grabbing all the information that passes through.
0: Wow. Um, So basically, yeah, yeah. Google, or excuse me, the U.S. government kind of put that uh, blacklist on Huawei, and um, this means any U.S. company cannot do business with Huawei. One of these companies... Well, that doesn't matter, right? Well, one of these (laughs) companies... Gabe, thank you for setting me up. One of these companies Uh, is Google. Google makes Android, the operating system, run on millions of phones worldwide, that Huawei is using in their phones. So this means the that Google, the US company, can no longer do business with Huawei. And this means Android can essentially no longer be supported on Huawei's devices. Well,
1: well there's there's a there's a
0: they can still use Android because Android's a free um It's an open platform, open source yeah, open project. Platform. Uh But services that Google provides, like the Google Play Store, all of the apps, Google Docs, Drive, Sheets, YouTube, like all of those services that Google is responsible for that are uh, pretty important to the Android experience will no longer be offered on Huawei devices. And I believe there's a 90-day window where Google's going to work with Huawei on this. Um, But after that, I
1: think it was the, was it the, I don't know if it was the Economic Bureau or the FCC. One of some U.S. Uh, department granted Google a ninety day uh, like ability to break this this new blacklist, um, um, but but yeah, after that ninety days, Huawei could stop and, and this getting is, and this is big news because Huawei actually was now number two on the uh, the companies for making smartphones. Samsung is the most uh, popular smartphone maker, then Huawei, and then I think Apple is still number three. So this is huge. Yeah, this is huge. But I, however, while many people have been saying this is going to be the death death of Huawei, I think actually that this could be a beneficial thing.
0: This could be the rebirth of Huawei. This is a that's, phoenix moment where they are I bursting think. into exactly. flames and then emerging from the ashes. Gabe, tell us more about what is well, going what to I emerge think, from Huawei's ashes. Well, what my ashes. take
1: is is that I think that this could actually end up hurting uh, United States businesses like Google. Um, because right now Google, you know, gets to use all their services on Huawei phones. Again, the number uh, two phone manufacturer in the world exactly. right now. Uh, but what this is going to force Huawei to do is kind of rush out the door their operating system that they've been developing in house that will replace Android, and that's big when you're the number two uh, phone manufacturer in the world. And while and you know Samsung's been hesitant to do it. And Huawei has been hesitant to do it up till now because it's kind of a scary thing to do. But what's going to happen is they're going to be forced to do it. And I think, yeah, it's going to hurt them for a while, but it's going to put another operating system on the market, which is a big thing
0: because after Windows Phone disappeared, it's really only been iOS and Android. Yeah, I think on one hand, this is actually kind of exciting. I'd love to see another company's take on what a mobile operating system could be, what the features are, what, um, you know, what can be developed for it the strength google has is they have built the google play store and this is already a a platform that many many developers are using to build code and develop their applications and distribute them having another platform could make it more challenging for developers and i'll think consumers could miss a lot of the core apps features and services they're used to on other android devices so It could definitely go one thing that might one thing I think
1: that is going to be because I know the Windows Phone had this problem right where they had yeah they they had like seven apps they they had all the social
0: media apps because those are the ones that uh, people care about and then like nothing else so
1: yeah so this is gonna could be a problem and most likely will be a problem but I think they're going to benefit from the fact that China has a very they have many apps that are exclusive just to China you know like. They, you know, they don't allow some US apps in there because they want to be able to filter them um, and you know stuff like that. So they have you know apps like Weibo and you know different different apps basically that replace Twitter or replace Google or replace Facebook uh, that allow for the China government to censor them. But those apps are going to be more likely to be easily ported and brought to the uh, Huawei store. Also because uh, China, even though they don't, they say they aren't, they're very communistic so much of the means of production are controlled by the government so the government will be very quick to incentivize hey you know our biggest telecom company uh you know is undergoing this thing that's gonna you know possibly put them out of business maybe or at least or or like
0: launch them forward like this could really help well exactly
1: that's well that's what they're gonna say they're facing you know they're at this point where it's very scary could be good could be bad so let's incentivize all these developers to start working on apps for their play store or for their whatever Huawei store they're going to call
0: right right um do you see existing Huawei phones they're not going to get any security updates or Android updates after these 90 days do you see Huawei pushing an update that will allow existing users to update their to their new operating system
1: that would probably be a smart move I guess I don't know. Yeah, they, that's probably the best thing to do. Um, I know that the phones, I was reading some article where they were saying they were interviewing someone who ran a site that wasn't Swapa, but it was another site where you could sell phones online. I know those there are other sites that exist. Stetson, don't freak out. <laughs> Have you heard of Swapa? Yeah, right. It's a really but good site. The sales of used Huawei phones went up 25%. Uh, Or not the sales the listings of them went up yeah people are ready to jump ship it sounds like so people were like screw this i don't want any part of this uh disaster that's going to take place possibly so yeah i mean if they i think that would probably be the best way to take care of people but however you're giving people something that they didn't originally sign up for you know they signed up for a phone running android and now
0: you're like oh here's this new thing yeah yeah absolutely i think I could see this really damaging or hurting Huawei's business in the United States, especially kind of with their tainted reputation. However, to your point, I could definitely see this give them a new kind of competitive edge in other uh, countries and other uh, landscapes. Like in China, I think they could actually perform quite well and kind of deliver some new unique experiences that we haven't seen before. Yeah, that uh, that seems like that could be possible. But anyways, we're spending way too long on our
1: topics today. I don't know what's up with it. We're like, we're summer. We're just stretching out. Ah, let's just spend five hours talking about this. No, we're moving on because this is quick news. Quick news uh, should quick news, we quick news. should we jump into SpaceX? Yeah, real that's quick? the last piece of news on uh, our topic. Okay, and let's run through this as quickly as it can be.
0: Basically, the other day Space SpaceX no. <laughs> launched. 30 satellites into orbit around the earth. These are low orbit satellites that are part of Elon Musk's plan to essentially blanket the earth in high speed internet. The satellites will link together, provide internet service to the earth down below. And this is part of Elon's plan to expand into the internet service business. He projects that while SpaceX's rocket-launching business could grow to $3 billion a year, the internet revenue could be 10 times that and grow to $30 billion a year. So this is part of their business strategy and I think could be really beneficial because it could provide internet access in areas where people simply don't have internet right now.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I know Facebook is also... Uh, someone who's looking at this, though so they're a lot further behind and most likely Google as well. They're looking at everything, I feel like. So yeah, this is huge. I know they said they, I think they launched, was it 400 today or 300? I'm not quite sure, not today, but the other day. Uh, and they need around 800 for the system to really be viable. Eventually they're going to have upwards of like 2,000 satellites flying around in low orbit. Um,
0: which low orbit, I'm pretty sure they said was... Around, uh, was it? It's 200, between 210 and 710 miles above the Earth's surface. Yeah, and and that is yeah. considered low orbit. Yeah. So this is, I think,
1: Felix Baumgartner, that was about where he jumped from, though. Wasn't it around 200 miles up? I am unsure. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. I'm, I can't, now I can't really remember. I also. Maybe it was
0: 200, I think it was 200,000 feet, actually, yeah. I think I said 30, and I think that's, you're right. Yeah. It's definitely 30. it was way more than thirty satellites. It was like a huge number of satellites. I think it was like three hundred maybe.
1: I don't know. Anyways, they launched they it's not operating the system currently because they don't have enough satellites in, but they're gonna continue launches, uh, and hopefully it will be um fully working by twenty twenty one, I think. I, th- right? I
0: think their goal is twelve thousand total satellites, but they only need uh they need significantly fewer to be viable, only like a thousand or something. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're trying to wait until um,
1: and get this ready uh, by uh, C- CES in 2021. And
0: I think this could really, I mean, this basically eliminates the need for cell service. It could replace home Internet. I think this has huge potential and it's going to cause a huge shift in the communications landscape.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll I mean, we'll have to see. This is definitely future tech, so we'll save we'll it see what, for another episode. Yeah. We'll put a put a pin in it and uh, get back to it as it becomes Ow. more relevant. Gabe, why do we bring pins onto the show? That was a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Ow, ouch. I just sat on one, too. Uh, okay. No, bet. but now that was the end of our quick news segment. So now we're going to get into the meat of our... To- oh, actually, no. No more meat. Um, yeah, Gabe, vegetarian. you're still vegetarian, right? So, I'm sorry. The fake meat, the beyond burger meat of the topic. We're going um, beyond
0: the quick news it's
1: it's, actually yeah. speaking of of beyond burgers and meat let's let's get the grill out and start uh you
0: know barbecuing because it's summer we're going outside right yeah actually going outside getting away from the screen i like to spend eight hours a day staring at a screen gabe i don't know about you and then when i'm done staring at my computer screen i like to relax in bed with my ipad screen and then my iphone yeah
1: yeah, I definitely am around there. Eight hours probably on my phone. And then uh, when I'm not on my phone, I'm working on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, ridiculous. Okay, what's- and then like, let me let me relax and sit on my couch and watch some TV. Oh, good. Now we're taking a yeah. break. Totally new environment. I think definitely some days it's it's like up to 16 hours in front of a screen for me. Honestly? Like, literally, I feel like my whole day is just looking i mean the the odd thing is right now we're recording this episode looking at each other on a screen because we're facetiming and recording in two different locations yep
0: and i mean we've already been doing this for at least an hour hour and a half
1: yeah and and this was by choice we were in the same area we drove to separate locations just so we could get more screen time (laughs) because we're like we don't want human connection yeah no no more human interaction
0: a little bit too much. I saw someone today while I was waiting in line. Uh-uh, couldn't Ooh, do it. That was painful. Yep. Ouch. I just I'm went sorry. home, decided to order the product online instead. Yeah. Gonna hope yeah. the interaction with the UPS guy goes a little bit smoother than the in-store experience.
1: Yeah. Well, have
0: you always gotten this much screen time or like what's your history? Yeah, with screen that's, time? that's a really good question. And my story is growing up, my parents had a screen time limit. I think I got one to two hours a day. And when I was young, like uh, I wanna say eight years old, right? that would really be playing on the GameCube or playing on the Nintendo Wii, or maybe there was a computer game like Oregon Trail on the Mac, right? And great, I'd get either an hour or two hours of screen time per day and I could choose when to use that. And I'd play my game and, and that would be it. I wouldn't be on any other phone or, or device because i i simply didn't have any device
1: yeah no that's and that wasn't really the idea of personal devices back then
0: right right it was just like a shared family computer i had my console because i was young and into gaming and had free time and that was really it what like what's your history with screen time did you ever have a limit mine is a yours is a yours is pretty
1: normal i feel like uh i mean maybe people had more screen time than you maybe yeah maybe not maybe they're about the same i was definitely on the far extreme of less uh because i went to this school called the waldorf school which is kind of teaching wise it's like a Montessori school it's very like you know t- all about you know engaging the kids on different levels and you know arts and stuff like that but one thing that they're very different is in the elementary schools and the, especially the you know kindergarten especially in first through like 5th 6th 7th grade at least They are very against uh, screen time and really advocate that parents, you know, limit. their. actually would they'd rather have no screen time. Honestly, now they've got now they've had to adjust that slightly as as you know, the culture has changed a little bit, but they're still very much, um, you know, against screen time and say, you know, they don't want it being talked about in school and stuff like that. And I it was weird growing up because like my parents, we uh, our family, we want to drive in movie theater. So I would see movies a lot. And we weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed to talk about them at all in school. And I've never really had any experience like you had of having a game console. Um, I owned my first Xbox when I was like 21.
0: Wow, you know? I didn't know that. And I never. I didn't grow up playing Mario Kart or. So, you know, so all what? These... What were the screens like? You're basically in the school. You're not allowed to look at any screens. Like, did you did you look at a screen or? I mean, I we had a TV
1: in my house. Uh, when we would have like, when I'd have like friends over sometimes, uh, or like more, it was more when we'd have friends and like, and the, and their parents over, my parents would cover it with a cloth, you know, like it was like taboo or something. Uh, but I would get, you know, we'd watch like one movie sometimes on a weekend or, uh, you know, maybe I, when I was in like fifth, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, I started being able to like, maybe on the weekends, use my mom's computer for an hour after I'd done my homework. But really, it was very limited. Um, and the thing is, that's odd, is that a lot of people in Silicon Valley, a lot of executives actually send their kids to these Waldorf schools uh, because they don't want their kids having
0: a lot of screen time. That is wild. I, how do you feel this experience changed your relationship with technology? Like, did looking at a screen suddenly become more special to you? Uh, did you look forward to it? Um, and what were some of the things like, did you remember those movies and movie experiences more than some of the ones you you've gone to now?
1: Uh, I don't, I mean, it's hard to, hard to really judge because you don't know like how would I've developed? How would my relationship be different if I'd grown up using screens a lot yeah, more? Sure. But I think one thing and that, I mean the world health organization definitely is in support that like, especially under five, they say that, uh, screen time should be limited to one hour a day, if that, at most. Um, and I mean, it's crazy that we're talking about five-year-olds even. I mean, how many times are you going like through an airport or someplace and you see a kid on an iPad? Oh, it's a like, thrower? I
0: think it's the new, like parents don't want to manage their kids, so just like they throw a screen in front of it and the kid is just mesmerized. Like this colorful, bright, touch screen interactive experience is awesome. And then yeah. the parents don't need to think about it. The kids are quiet because they're like their mouths are literally kind of like open as they're just flicking around on the device. It's it's wild. Um, yeah, it's
1: it's kind of scary seeing that, and then seeing also how they've uh, trained monk or not trained monkeys, but given monkeys and some of the higher apes uh, iPads or tablets, and that they've not only learned to use them, but they've been very addicted almost to them and very engaged and drawn in yeah it's Uh, like
0: i feel like the moment i I pick up a phone or i turn a screen on my mind just goes to a completely different place like i am focused on what the screen is is putting out and i'm like i have tunnel vision like you go in you go into like oh let me just quickly do this and then boom five hours later you're like whoa what what just happened right right it's it's crazy so when, when did uh, screens slowly start being introduced to you, and, and what was the first screen that you personally, that was your personal device? Uh, my first, yeah, my first personal device, which I think is really, for
1: me, it was a little later, Later, like most of my friends had, you know, phones by then. Uh, I think I got a phone originally, maybe I didn't get a phone, I can't quite remember, but it was about in high school. Um, I got an iPod Touch, I think, my freshman year well, of high school. And that was pretty awesome, I gotta say. Yeah, those things were like, sick.
0: What? What were you? Um,
1: fourth gen? Were you? Uh, I started with third gen, and then I eventually lost that and upgraded to fourth gen. So. All right. Yeah, they really, honestly, I still th- like those are, those are some quality Apple devices.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. I think, um, for me, you know, growing up, uh, I got the game consoles. We had a Mac mini that became eventually painfully slow and we upgraded to an iMac. And I think my first, I remember I got my first phone, I was very jealous of my friends who had the iPod Nanos. I ended up getting a shuffle that didn't have a screen on it. So my real, yeah. my real first like personal device was my cell phone that I got on my 13th birthday in junior high school. And this was the so that's
1: like seventh grade or so. Yeah,
0: seventh grade. It was the Samsung SGH T three sixty nine. Dang, just, you know, one of those slide out phones with a cleverly named phone, full QWERTY keyboard. I know the name just really just puts that yeah. picture in your mind. Um, and yeah, did I do much on it? I definitely that you know, you watch that episode of The Office where, um, Jim trains Dwight to salivate on the like when he hears a ding sound because he gives yes, him a mint yeah. I think oh, that's, yeah, that's what kid. happened with me and my text tone like anytime it would go off I just my mind would immediately all right who texted me and I'd keep doing yeah. I'd keep doing homework I would keep doing a math problem and always in the back of my mind like that thought like what does that message say it was almost introducing when you think you hear yourself kind of talking to yourself that tiny little voice in your head it almost introduced another voice that was just there and present like something to think about and constantly constantly me. yeah constantly distracting me and and um so that's when i got my first device and then i think in high school i too or, or, or junior high like i eventually got the ipod touch second generation upgraded to the fourth generation and i played all the games on that as well and and that was really fun and i mean did you have a limit on your ipod touch like how much you could use it no not really uh
1: and i think that's definitely i've that I definitely have had to deal with a lot of uh, addiction issues of, with, with screen time. I think, you know, I've, you know, have to figure out where the line is uh, that, you know, I'm using the technology versus the technology using me. Because I think this is really key. Originally, I think, like, when there was games and stuff like that, and, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh, it's a very utilitarian thing. Like, this is a tool for us to use. This is a tool for us to entertain ourselves with. But now it's almost turned the other way around where these companies like Facebook, uh, you know, Twitter, YouTube, their product is built uh, so that it will get you to engage longer um, and come back more often. You know, their stock goes up and down based on how many active users they have per month based on user engagement. Like those are things that mean, you know, if they have higher user engagement or higher active users, that means they're taking more and more of people's attention which is taking away more and more of people's lives, basically. Yeah. So it's turned around now, from where the the product is, you know, the face Facebook app, and on that's on a phone, to now where we're the product uh, that they are selling to their advertisers.
0: Right. It's it's all about getting those eyeballs, and they're manufacturing experiences that essentially are as addicting as possible. Timing notifications, creating that pleasant ding sound that. Many of us probably don't limitless scroll limitless scroll is one of the biggest ones yeah you just scroll
1: on forever like that's uh, that you no longer have to click onto a new page it's just like your brain just wants more and it's boom instantly there
0: I've heard we scroll through
1: 350 feet of content every day wow that's crazy that's over a football field yeah just I would love wouldn't that be so cool to lay out all the content like to just record your screen for a whole day and then print it out and lay it out and how much like what percentage of that would be ads yeah that would be real could we do this actually that would be really interesting it'd be hard to do
0: but it'd be fascinating for sure so so that was kind of like how we grew up with technology how like what are some things you're doing today to kind of manage your time manage your relationship and make sure you are using technology and that it isn't using you uh yes gave
1: okay, uh i take it you're not doing anything uh I'm, i mean i'm trying it's a i think most people can say i mean unless you're uh very you know you've got a good grasp on it that it, it's kind of a day-to-day thing for me you know some days i feel like oh i've you know I, yeah i'm boom what what phone i don't even know what a phone is you know and then other days it's like i feel like the thing's glued to my hand And I definitely say
0: with most people, I think phones are probably the biggest screen time thing. Phones are the worst. I find, I feel like when I use my computer, I'm being productive. I'm doing stuff, I'm doing work, I'm being creative. And when I'm on my phone, I am consuming media. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm looking through other people's posts. And um, that's, and it's so immediate and so instant and that instant gratification is always there of getting those likes and retweets and... Do you think it has to do with the the more tactile and like the
1: different interaction format where it's a touch screen versus your is you know, a little more... I, I really
0: do. I think the phone is almost more of a personal device and being able to touch and glide through your content in such an interactive way, I think that's a huge part of, of why that specific device is so addictive
1: yeah that really that does make sense uh because i know just that i am constantly like getting drawn into my phone you know i'll be like oh let me just uh you know check what the weather is going to be like and next thing you know instagram uh, yeah instagram and then oh wait oh i see this cool thing on instagram let me go see what that is uh so yeah the, the things i've been doing really um i mean i know there's there's the basic tips like everyone says you know uh you know, turn on Do Not Disturb, uh, turn off notifications, delete social media apps. Um, this stuff like that. For me, the one problem is, which is kind of like if you were trying to quit smoking, and you're also an actor that uh, you know your job required you to smoke a cigarette, cigarettes or something like that. You know, right? The like, problem you is, for do me, a lot of social media. I do a lot of social media for my job, and so it's kind of hard to say, oh, let me just delete all these apps, and I'm not rich enough you know like casey nice i know has his business phone which he has his social media apps on and his non-business phone which he deleted them all off right so i i'm not enough of, as i talked to someone who has four phones <laughs> yeah
0: uh yes game yes uh yes well we uh, have it's, not, it's okay
1: it's not that i'm not rich enough i could buy another phone if i business wanted this phone one but i don't really have the well you could get it on
0: swappa it. it's used very affordable price Yes, I had to I throw could, that could in yeah. there. I
1: could I could this is all true. I could do all of this and I could I could have kept my old iPhone 7 when I just upgraded to the iPhone 10s Max. But it's easier to have one phone. Uh, so the things that I'm I'm trying to do uh, is I did actually delete uh, no I didn't actually delete. I had turned off notifications on almost all of my social media apps for things other than direct messages. You know, other than someone really trying to communicate with me, I don't need to see any notifications popping up for when I get a like, when I get a comment, I'll just have to go into the app. So at least it's not pulling me in that way. You know?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. That's actually the biggest thing I've done in terms of helping my relationship with technology is turning off any notification that is not a person trying to get in contact with me. Gabe, are yeah. you on your phone right now? I'm. Oh gosh, it sucked me in. No, what I was actually
1: doing is I was looking up my screen time. Uh, because I really think this is one of the great things that Apple um, and Google has done. It's weird because it's almost counterintuitive that they're adding features to keep us on our phones less, but it As makes sense that. Phones. The, yeah, well, it makes sense at least for Apple that they'd be doing this because Apple really has their whole message is that their products are going to make your life better, make you more productive, and all that stuff. Google, it's kind of weird that they'd put it in an Android because all of their products, their Google search, and YouTube are designed with getting you to use them more and getting you to spend more time on them and give them more of your life so that they can sell you more ads, so it's Google and Apple are fundamentally different what are have you can you see your screen time? I can see my screen what time. what are you at uh right now this week is five hours five minutes Wow
0: um yeah, let me see. I am at three hours, 58 minutes per day.
1: Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. never mind. That that, that was for today. Wait, what were Uh you at for today? Five hours, five minutes. Oh my gosh, Gabe. And it's only 4.48 in the afternoon, yeah. Uh, My average for the last seven days is eight hours and 48
0: minutes. And that's down 8% from last week. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I'm... I'm up a lot, up 33% and I was three hours, 58 minutes. And the reason I'm up is I was traveling. So I was on a bus, I was in a car and like, there's nothing to do. And so I was just like indulging on my phone. uh, the, The big one that I wanted to look at was notifications. So
1: for example, I have, I'm averaging around 163 notifications per day. Right. And what I like about Screen time and uh, digital well-being on Android is they break it down into which apps so I can then go see all right messages 277 yeah, I'm okay with that because that's communicating with people you know uh, My security camera telling me that there's a something moving. Okay Maybe I should like turn down how sensitive it is because I don't really want to be getting 188 notifications a day from that Um, Instagram giving me 144 notifications yeah, that seems like too much. I think I'm gonna to have to curtail those notifications and you know, and you can go through each app and really decide, hey, is that? do I really want to be getting uh, my day disturbed by this app and by what that's telling me every day? or no, do I want to turn that off and really take a little more control back from
0: uh, these apps and services? I think that's a great idea. And something too that I've done is I've had notifications in terms of just putting a little badge on the app icon. I find this helpful for email, where I don't see anything on my lock screen, so there's no incentive to pick up and use my yep. phone. But if I choose to use my phone, I can see, all right, I now have a little badge, I have a notification, I can go and check it. I've used that for Snapchat a lot, which means I miss a lot of things immediately, but when I find I have free time and I'm ready to use my phone, I can go ahead and see, all right, this has a notification, I can go in and then use it. See, I, I actually got rid of my badges
1: for a lot of the apps. Like, especially Twitter. I, I, well, this is mainly because I have, like, 20 Twitter accounts. Uh, so that, that definitely that makes shoot it up. so that there's pretty much always a badge. But it really, for stuff like that, I don't need to no know if something's happening. Like, Twitter, I, I don't care if, like, you know, someone tweeted at me, really, or, you know, um, something got retweeted. Who cares? I can go into the app and check my notifications if I really need to no. know. Um, so that's one thing, and that's kind of about getting pulled into the apps or getting pulled into your phone. And on a similar thread, I actually think that, uh, smart devices, smart speakers specifically, such as, you know, the Amazon echo, the Google home, Google home mini, uh, those are actually really valuable to, uh, minimizing how many times you have to touch your phone and could, could possibly be pulled in. You know, if you can say hey, Alexa, what's the weather? Sorry, I just triggered everyone's devices that's listening. Uh, you know, you can ask what's the weather. You can say, play music. You can, you know, schedule my appointment. Uh, it's really helpful, I actually find, with getting stuff done quickly and not having to go on your phone and possibly get dragged in
0: and then, you know, wasting 10 minutes, 20 minutes right, or more. Right. That's, that's the, the thing to avoid or to be wary of is basically picking your phone up to do one thing and being completely sidetracked to do another thing. That's almost like you walk yeah. into a room and you forget why you're there. It's kind of like you unlock your phone to do something, you forget why you're there, and then boom, notification, or or you just, you know, browse around some other Well
1: it, it's kind of like if you if you walked into a room uh to go like if you walked in if you were a, working on an office and you're like, Oh, I need to go talk to Steve, right? And so you went into the other room to go talk to Steve. And then while you're in there, you know, Jesse comes over and he says, hey, would you talk to me this? And, you know, uh, Stephanie comes over and says, oh, I also need you to do this. And someone calls from across the hall. Hey, remember that we have this meeting at four. And, oh, did you check? You know, and it's like all these other things are just demanding your attention or trying to get your attention desperately because that's th- really their purpose. I mean, yeah, they offer you stuff. They offer you services. They offer you fun things. Uh, they entertain you. But really their whole purpose from a business standpoint is to get your attention and to get you to use them.
0: Right. Absolutely. I agree with you again here. I think the the smart assistants really do help with the simple tasks you don't really need to pick up your phone for and just minimizing the number of pickups, minimizing the amount of time you're staring at your device, I think are all great ways to kind of live a more balanced life where you're using technology to your advantage and it's not using you as uh, a way to generate revenue for these companies that are basically selling ads exactly you don't
1: feel like a cow hooked up uh to you know and they're just milking you for
0: dollars your attention span the other biggest uh thing i found personally is when i wake up in the morning to not look at my phone like i'm pointing at I know the audience can't see this but I'm pointing Gabe's, at you. Dave's like, giving me encouragement. Yes, that's almost golden shopping cart where I think. Like, right this there. is the biggest thing for me where I find if I wake up in the morning and I don't look at my phone at all, I have a, a much nicer morning and I'm less likely to use technology later in the day. Whereas if I wake up and I immediately reach for that phone, I'm in bed for an extra 15, 20, 30 minutes just scrolling through social media. Uh, you know, I have a slower start to my morning. And, you know, I, I really think... And then even throughout the day, it, you, you're just
1: on the device. Block. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I really think the way you start your day and the way you structure your morning around technology plays a huge role in how you use technology throughout the day and um, how much you're, you're engaging with it and interacting with it. And I would say scientifically that actually has a lot of
1: data to back it up and a lot of uh, theories because basically how... Uh, the phones are keeping you, or the devices, the apps are keeping you engaged so long. Is they're really locking onto the whole dopamine, uh, dopamine uh, kind of process in our brains, where we get, you know, you know, originally it, it would it would be harder to get dopamine hits. You know, you'd have to, you know, you'd work all day to build a shelter, and you'd finally finish building it. Ah, then you got to, you know, your you reward have, yeah, reward of being sheltered at night, or you got to hunt for. You know, berries, or or hunt for some meat, or you know stuff like this that was took a lot longer to get that dopamine hit. Now you're like, oh, let me go check if I got a like on Instagram. That's literally t- like an inch over swipe, you know, Tap, click with like two seconds, boom, done. And then you're like, let me see if I got another one after you posted that photo, and you swipe down, it does a nice thing, give you a dopamine hit there. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, and then it's so good, right? So it's 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 hacked into this system. Uh, of our you know our brain's chemistry and if you the thing is when you sleep it kind of resets that a little bit right yeah but then as soon as you get on it in the morning it starts that cycle up again uh, and you know kicks your brain into that higher gear where it's revving at that really high thing and keeps needing fuel over and over and over again so if you can stay away from it as long as possible you get your brain into a healthier cycle uh and it's more likely that you're going to be productive that day i think i mean i'm not a scientist but i'm just this is
0: I think your yeah. reasoning is sound and I you know I really do agree figuring out a way to start your morning uh, that doesn't involve looking at a screen something that I did is instead of using my phone as my alarm. I know a lot of people use their phones as an alarm just buy a physical alarm. I found using my Apple watch as an alarm was really great because so, or I know smart speakers you can do it too yeah yeah again with those smart home devices, um, using that, having the lights turn on, And find something to do in the morning that's not staring at a screen. Maybe you go outside, you go on a quick walk, you um, write down three things you're grateful for in a piece of paper, right? Like something that's not uh, staring at a screen, getting the hit of dopamine from notifications and feeling overwhelmed with all these tasks you need to complete. Just, you know, find a a nice, easy way to, to start your morning that is something you look forward to. You know, I just had a thought. Uh, when I mentioned,
1: I've mentioned smart speakers, smart, blah, blah, smart speakers, not smart speakers. I don't know what those are. New product That's coming, coming soon. Look for the Kickstarter. Yeah. The, the spurt speakers. Uh, anyways, yeah, smart speakers are good because they're really a new medium, right? Instead of a screen, it's interacting by voice, uh, conversationally. Uh, and it's kind of, I feel like this could actually change though, because once they get smart enough, What's going to stop it from where you walk in a room and your smart speaker goes, oh, hey, did you want to see what uh, so-and-so said about you on Instagram, right? You know, that that could be what's coming up next. It's like right now, they are what computers were and what, you know, smartphones were, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, where they're more for us to use. And they haven't really been taken to the point technology-wise where they're grabbing us in uh, and, and
0: using us. That's a really interesting thought. Do you think you could get through a day only using voice commands? Like, what if you said, you know, what's the weather today? Send a text to this person, make a call, get directions. I feel like you can. Is that going to be the new challenge? I feel like you could actually, like, you might actually be able to do it. Maybe, maybe
1: I would, I hate to trash Apple, but I could maybe do this with Google. I th- uh, Absolutely.
0: I, Siri, just I don't throw it think, out the window. I don't think Siri, yeah. Yeah, just forget about it right now. But with Google. And Cortana, well, uh, gave we what? don't talk about that. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. don't talk about Cortana on this podcast. No. Sorry to all the yeah. two fans out there. Yeah. Uh, so I think really yeah, smart speakers
1: until they get to the point where they do uh, become kind of like, you know, uh, the movie her where the guy falls in love right. with his virtual assistant, you know, and then they're basically like another person except for it's operated by a company who is, you know, saying, Hey, why don't you just try to remind everyone a little bit more about, uh, Instagram or remind them a little more about this shopping product that they wanted to buy. Uh, so yeah, I think that that is, uh, it's a sad thing to think about in the future, but, uh, at least for now, uh, smart speakers are your friends yeah absolutely um, uh, what do you what other tips do you have for like do you do the thing where I know people uh, turn
0: their phone to grayscale sometimes yeah I have a friend who does that I think grayscale is really really helpful Google has this built in I actually just switched to the pixel 3A as my daily driver and at night the screen will automatically turn not only a warm yellow hue to help with the blue light but it'll also go to a grayscale and I think that's actually one of the issues like the rich, colorful, saturated OLED screens that we have on our phones are really, uh, they're really amazing to look at. So having that grayscale, turning the color off, it makes everything significantly uh, much less seductive, much less enticing to pick up and use. And it's kind of a visual reminder every time you do pick up your phone that, hey, it's time to wind down and get ready for bed. Well,
1: I think it's also interesting because it, kind of reminds you that this isn't the real world you know and that this isn't what i want to be spending my time on because i'd much rather be looking at things in color right Uh, right and not only are the screens so nice but like the apps are you know designs the icons are so richly colored facebook's new icon is facebook's
0: new a neon blue
1: how do you feel about that right oh it's i mean it's 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 interesting i i i they definitely did probably some market
0: research and figured out oh, this is a good rebrand I think they're like, tapping into our underlying psychology of how we perceive color and like that is a friendly very neon it, it, it like engrosses your eyeballs
1: yeah, so yeah the grayscale thing definitely works one thing uh now this is no this isn't this is a little bathroom talk uh I think is don't bring your phone into the bathroom with you i mean i
0: think we what all people do it do that
1: yeah uh you know, I, I do not stand- do that when you're standing up and peeing and you are no, i'm kidding not that usually it's when most people are sitting down you know taking taking a number two uh playing some angry birds you know playing some words with friends checking instagram i find personally and i'm sure a lot of people would agree with me that you know you you Maybe, maybe about ten percent of the time you're sitting there is spent doing what you're actually supposed to be doing, which is going to the bathroom. And the other ninety percent is spent simply on your phone. And it just so happens that you're sitting on this nice little porcelain throne, ceramic throne, just making yeah. it comfortable. Yeah, right. And you're away from distractions and people, and so no one can bother you. And you just say, "I'm I'm going to the bathroom," and everyone respects you. And but you're really just getting that. Uh, it's like a druggie going to the corner. And hiding in the closet or something to do his drugs. You know, that's kind of what it
0: is a little bit. That's a interesting comparison to make. I actually ag- agree with that again. I feel like I've been doing a lot of agreeing with you this episode. Yeah, we should get we a we tally gotta, with the number of times I've agreed. A divisive agree.
1: issue. We need a divisive issue.
0: I... I personally don't take my device into the bathroom because I like to be in the bathroom. I think I think you get the shopping cart there, but actually, I get it because I realized the pun
1: because I said a divisive issue, and then you said I I typically don't take my device with me into the bathroom. Okay, that that is a great pun. I gotta say, let's give a round of applause. Was that me? Did I just make a pun? No, I made the pun for you. Uh, so I, think I get the golden shopping cart oh. there. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a virtual one right now because I left it at my other apartment uh, in Ithaca. So, But I'll still accept it. You yeah, know, it's once still again, just as good. Gabe self-awards himself the golden shopping cart that's actually no, the silver. No, committee, the committee awarded it to me. The committee of me and every, all the other people on the committee
0: uh, awarded it to me. Well, so, congratulations, Gabe. I know this Anyways. is another big honor for you. You have a, a winning streak going now. So... Well, I mean, I've had a winning streak because I
1: remember I won all the previous ones too uh, on all the previous episodes. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's still, it's just this one, don't worry, Setson, and you'll get yours eventually, and it feels just as good winning your eighth one as it does winning the first one. Well,
0: you know, I'll keep my hopes high and I'll, I'll really try my best for this one.
1: Well, I, I mean, I have faith in you, definitely. Uh, you had some very good tips on screen time today. I think so. I, I try
0: and manage my device and do you use do
1: you use any time limits on the apps?
0: I do I do what, what are what are the big ones? That I you set use? a time limit for social media and okay. all this really does for me is let me know how long I've been staring at my social media and I will often tap the little like add fifteen minutes button. Do you do the fifteen minutes add fifteen minutes or do you simply hit ignore? I, I usually do add 15 minutes, and if I have to do that enough times, then I ignore it. Um, okay, see, I, I ignore on the first one because I know I'm a monster, <laughs> and I know I have, there's no hope for me. I think the other big thing for iPhone users, they don't have digital well-being, so they can't get that automatic grayscale, but you can set yep. a triple click of the power button on iPhone 10 devices and the home button, triple click of the home button on other devices to bring up a option to uh, enable that grayscale toggle. So and for people who don't know, that's under accessibility. Yeah, right? you kind of have to go into settings to figure it out. Um, but and there's tutorials online. I'm that you know it. that is one good way. Again, you're kind of manually responsible for that. So I stopped using it immediately. Setting time limits <laughs> can help you become more aware of how how much time you are actually spending on social media and what's what's
1: one thing that i know you have the new one plus seven uh what is something that that phone has that helps with keeping do you know or did i just um
0: yeah i'd say that actually dumped dumpster fire uh this has a 90 hertz oled display it's the nicest most addictive Wait, no
1: no 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 don't they have that that mode that locks you out zen mode Oh yeah, they do have Zen mode, Gabe. You want to tell us a little yeah. bit more about Zen mode because I, I, I can't believe you, you're the one who has this phone, Gabe, sir. I haven't used uh, it. I had to. I'd use the I Pixel Three. I mean, this is a- just securing my, my golden shopping oh cart again. But, I'm just gonna walk away right, with I mean, my I tail between my legs. G- we haven't we haven't given two out in an episode yet, but we might have to consider <laughs> it after my performance today. But we're gonna
0: have to whip up another kind of award. Yeah, just just so I can
1: win it and give it to myself and feel good. Uh, now, basically, this Zen mode, it locks you out of the phone for, I think, is it 15 or 20 minutes, and it's not like the Apple one or, you know, the Android version where it kind of disables your phone, but you can be like, oh, I actually want to get in. This literally will not let you into your phone. I mean, I'm assuming there's probably like an emergency numbers you can dial while it's in effect, but yeah, they went to the nuclear option with this, and... It might be kind of effective. Um, we'll have to see though. Uh, oh, I mean, you'll probably be using it over the next couple of weeks,
0: so I'll check back. This then this ask. is take a twenty minute break from your phone. Stop, relax, and clear your mind. Minute. So, it is a hard twenty minute break, and that's something I've done yeah. too with iPhone and the Shortcuts app. I've set uh thirty minute Do Not Disturb reminders where I'll uh make it so I set. You know, how long do I want to be focused on a task, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'll punch that in. I'll hit start. Phone will be in do not disturb. At the end of that time, i will get a notification that the time is up and notifications will be turned back on. And with the Pixel line of phones, you can actually turn them face down. That'll pop them into do not disturb. And you can also have it automatically jump into do not disturb during calendar events. So uh, all all of those do yeah. not disturb settings are great See, ways.
1: I kind of take a more old school approach. I uh, put my phone in the middle of a ring of fire that burns for 20 minutes. So if I want to get it, I have to run through the fire. Uh, and it, it works pretty good. I've gotten only like three third degree burns so far. Wow, you, you've, uh, you've really day, needed to get your phone
0: three times yeah, to run I,
1: through a ring of fire? I mean, well, I had to see if how many if uh, my friend Jimmy had liked my photo. Obviously, all like your photo for you. Okay, thank you. I, I'm great. I have to go back through the Ring of Fire to make sure you do it. <laughs> oh, now,
0: um,
1: but no, yeah, it's it, it, there are good ways to really, um, and the more ways you put in between you and using your phone, you know. So sometimes I go Ring of Fire. Sometimes I also put it in a mode of alligators, you know, like concentric circles. So I have to really. It's like the seven trials of Hercules, or whatever. That it's that reminds me a lot of uh, well,
0: Harry Potter, actually. When he had to get the the very first book, oh, yeah. like when you had to go through all of those uh, different areas. The Prisoner of Ask, no, not the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Phoenix.
1: Right, right, yeah. I well, I genuinely was, don't I, know. No, I would it's not isn't have it the Chamber of Secrets? Somehow, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Yikes. Are, oh, any I'd Harry like Potter to offer a sincere
0: apology me. to the Harry Potter fans out there. You might get the Golden Book, I think. Uh, yeah, there thank you go. for... Wow, I feel a little bit better right now. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, pop it in the microwave for 30 seconds. That'll really do it. Yeah, that is... Don't do that. That, that will damage your is, no. phone. Don't don't put metal in your I wanted to... I was people. taking a look at Zen mode because you piqued my curiosity... Uh, much like I'm peaking my microphone right now, hey, you most likely are peaking your mic. Um, Zen mode it says, "Hey challenger, here are some rules you need to know. Zen mode can't be canceled." And this is for people for people who are listening, and which is
1: everyone who's listening, uh, consuming this podcast. Uh, you are reading this off the phone. It's like
0: the, this. This is in the this is the menu screen for the phone. Yeah, It says, "Hey challenger, here are some rules you need to know. Zen mode can't be canceled once it started." incoming notifications will be temporarily muted you will still receive phone calls and make emergency calls all apps will be locked except for the camera start
1: yeah that's i mean in a lot
0: of ways there's that phone called the did you just do it i just did it it gives you a 20 minute countdown timer and you can't do anything it's kind
1: of like there's that there's the phone isn't it called the essential phone i think
0: no, no, uh, no, uh, that's different. The Essential phone's an actual phone.
1: No, but there is... Oh, it's not the Essential
0: phone. I can't it's remember what it's It's a small phone. Maybe the simple phone or something? To be an accessory to your real big phone.
1: It's basically... Well, anyways, basically this phone is... I think it's the it, Palm. It uses, is it the Palm? No. Yeah. I don't know what no, it is. No, no, I think I know what you're talking this, about There's now. a phone that came out on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, and it uses the same type of screen as an e-reader. So it's that uh, black and white contrast display and it so it's not it doesn't have that color display to suck you in and it's was simply you know text and call and that's it
0: that's really all you should need in a phone
1: i mean yeah when you think about it, that's all i mean texting was the whole amazing feature when they added it
0: okay okay that, which brings a question when was the last time you saw a phone review where someone talked about call quality during phone calls Mm, uh what
1: exactly wait phones you can make a phone call on a phone on a cell phone on sometimes a if you
0: have service yeah jokes okay. on one plus i, I have three other smartphones at within arm's reach at my disposal i can use imagine if it imagine if it just like set out
1: a uh like electromagnetic pulse like, that just destroyed all your phones <laughs> emf just all of them yeah or emp electromagnetic emp yeah well this is i mean yeah it's I mean, this is, we've strayed kind of from the topic of summer uh, and spending time outside, but all of this kind of goes down to that in the summer, you know, a lot of people, uh, it, it, even when you're adults and you're working, people take on summer projects. You know, school kids definitely, you know, they have, you know, summer trips or summer plans. And it's when you're spending so much time on your screen, a lot of times that gets on the way in the way from you either doing it at all or... Uh, possibly on the other hand enjoying it fully and really being in the
0: moment yeah and I think that's that's one of the things I know I want to improve is living in the moment experiencing the beautiful weather that's outside instead of being in my room like I am now with my hue lights turned on and the daylight setting and in an air-conditioned why do you need beautiful weather outside
1: when you can just just
0: watch it on your phone and you know, being a nice, comfy environment. I think, yeah, living in the moment. What's um like? What what are some of your aspirations for for digital well being?
1: And well, I mean, I was gonna say aspirations, uh, for the summer too. I mean, or yeah, I'm hoping to you know be a little more productive. I think we all want to be more productive if we're creators, especially because that's usually the type of people that are driven by you know being able to create stuff in the world. So, uh, if you're you know constantly trying to create stuff in a digital Medium, but every time you go to do that you get sucked into it. That's really kind of Frustrating in a lot of ways at least for me um, And so I hope you know, hopefully through you know, setting up You know strict like do not go on your phone first thing in the morning like you mentioned earlier uh, And maybe you know, let's uh, you know di- Like uh, one thing I found really helpful actually was I did hello fresh um, the meal subscription service and just that being able to cook Uh, Gave me the opportunity to really create something physically and not using anything digital, uh, which is very satisfying and um, a a whole different experience than, you know, working in a digital format. and you
0: still get that hit of dopamine because you taste it We eat the food eat it. It's amazing. It's delicious. And then you cry That's only if you chop onions
1: Yeah, well usually it's because I cut myself because I'm so bad at using a knife.
0: Or you should sharpen uh, should, your knives, Gabe. get make sure they're nice and yeah, sharp. Yeah,
1: they it's, it's most of them occur with a dull knife, isn't that yeah. I mean, yeah. crazy? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so for me it's really yeah, trying to be more productive, uh work on doing more videos, uh more creative projects and really just yeah, being in the moment and not uh in someone else's moment, you know, and being used by the technology and the apps that
0: I thought were there for me. I think uh, the stories feature is one of the most distracting features for me and I don't I, I love yes. supporting everyone I don't think people's stories are adding value to my life.
1: What are you kidding? Are you ki- I, I like the boomerangs that go in and out from people's food? Oh my gosh my life is enriched <laughs> Yeah. after I throw up because there's usually so much motion sickness <laughs> in everyone's boomerangs <laughs> just can't handle it yeah so yeah, I, I think. So, it, what are your what are your kind of aspirations and goals for your summer and digital well being?
0: Producing uh, more content. I think structuring my morning around not using my phone. We we can use it for everything, like working out, uh, taking notes, literally everything. But um, you know, finding a way to start my morning. How much have you? How much have you noticed a smartwatch helping you? By the way, because I know you have an I, Apple watch. I use my Apple Watch a lot for events and getting notifications and calendar like calendar reminders and reminders um so i find it the most helpful for staying organized and structuring my day which is what i really like and i will actually typically turn off text messages and um other kinds of social media notifications on the watch because again i i get that little voice in my head like hey I i wonder what gabe shakur messaged me like i wonder what he said And then I'll be thinking about it in Curious, and that doesn't go away until I check. And another thing that'll happen is I'll check, it'll give me the preview, I'll read it, and my mind will start composing a reply, but I won't be writing the reply. And that's like, it's just, when I get notifications, I feel like my mind becomes derailed. So kind of- Yeah, because then you're already thinking, what am I gonna say back, or stuff like that. Finding ways to really maximize the do not disturb functionality of the devices, like creating calendar events for certain periods of time when I need to focus um, is really helpful. And I love to watch as an exercise companion for tracking my fitness, and that helps motivate me to get outside, uh, go on a run, go on a walk, and, and get some exercise.
1: Yeah, I think that's ultimately the bigger thing is, yeah, you can put up as many roadblocks to be in between you and your devices, but if you don't find stuff in the physical world that's fun for you and really encourages you to get outside you know whether it's like oh i really do like going for hikes you know let me go for hikes more often or hey you know i i like um i don't know i'm thinking only really country stuff because i live in new hampshire like i was thinking kayaking yeah, i was gonna and stuff. say kayaking but if it's like maybe you like to go um you know walk and walk with your friend and in, t- in the park or um maybe you like to play basketball and not get hurt and just dislocate your ankle like i did you know so whatever it is that's for you the fun thing that's and it doesn't really even have to be that active but is something in the physical world and not using a screen uh that's something that you really like and something that is enough to you know to pull you away from your device and um then you're going to be happy doing that and you won't even think about your phone one thing that i love with my friends is we play a lot of board games together yeah that's a very i mean old school but it it's they're still some of the funnest things. What's your, quickly, unsolicited
0: advice, favorite board game right now? I really love Settlers of Catan. We got into Secret Hitler. And, um, you know, Cards Against Humanity is is always a classic. I would I would quickly just add in there uh, Killer Bunnies. For anyone who
1: hasn't. It's a crazy game. It takes a little bit to get into, like, some of these more fun and complex board games. But, yeah, they're all... Board games work because they work. Betrayal and- on House on the Hill yes yeah that's that's another there's so many good ones out there it's ridiculous and they're coming up with more every day i love it and they're not they don't require any power they don't require any screen they're not a thousand dollars to get into you know very cheap very fun so yeah i think it's kind of throw it back books um and on that note actually i have to go uh to my parents drive-in theater my family's drive-in and help run it tonight this Uh, is good yes let's do that um yeah, so that's that I mean that's that's definitely retro fun. Do you have what's the next retroish fun thing you're doing?
0: I might go to a movie theater tonight. I don't I mean that's that's still retro fun. Board board games with friends tomorrow. Um and okay. you know something I just thought of is if you can sleep with your phone out of arms reach, I find that helps a right lot. Right next to you. Oh, not strapped to your forehead. Ooh, okay. Game, yeah, might be doing that wrong. Might be uh drinking the radiation a little bit too much over there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that, that was the complete opposite way. I thought you were going with that. Yeah, no, I agree. Don't put it so you can roll over at night and grab it uh, and check what time it is and then also, you know, check everything
0: else and <laughs> three hours later, the sun's up. That was that was well phrased. Um, I, I yeah. guess that's going to be it. That's going to wrap up yeah. the episode. Yeah, thank you guys for listening.
1: Uh, Hopefully, this has helped you with your digital well-being and given you some ideas or If not, at least it's an audio format, so you're not watching something. But you know, let us know on our social media what you do to uh, help yourself not be on your screen all the time. So go on your screen, uh, navigate to our social media at Pinch to Zoom Pod on Twitter or Pinch to Zoom Podcast on Instagram, uh, and let us know uh, by typing on that screen and spending even more time. Then also go check out some of our photos and maybe go over to our YouTube and and give us give us some some likes too, because we need those hits of dopamine oh we need you know they're coming in really good to us dripping slowly into our veins uh yeah that's very good and if you have any questions uh email us of course at pinch to zoom
0: podcast at but, we'll be yeah. opening up in honor of this podcast a uh postage service we'll get a, a u.s address that you could send some of the handwritten letters wouldn't that would be pretty sick i think uh and pretty awesome
1: yeah maybe maybe we get a p.o box or something that'd be funny okay once once we once we get up to maybe a thousand streams then we'll do it i think i like it
0: all right yeah thank you for listening i'm stetson and i'm still gabe and we'll talk to you next time yes not not on the screen we're actually ramaphone. Or we'll just no what if, the yeah episode. what if we put it on a record like we, we put it on a record and then we ship one record out <laughs> this is the page in zoom yeah